Hi, welcome to Weekend Watchlist, a look at what's screening and streaming, brought to you by The Letterboxd Show. I'm Mia, he's Slim. Hello. And together we'll dig through what's dropping this weekend, last weekend, recent trends on Letterboxd, and we'll also take a peek at our own watchlists, all under 30 minutes or your money back. Mia, there was a lot of Twitter scuttlebutt this week when someone allegedly uncovered Margot Robbie's Letterboxd account. Did you see this circulating online? I did see this. I felt left out because I wasn't part of the Slack chat. What the heck? (laughs) There was was a lot of tweets. I was getting at replies from random people that I don't know about Margot's Letterboxd account where someone allegedly, and I'm using allegedly just for legal purposes, uh, uncovered her letterbox account because there was like lists for prep for some of the movies that she's going to be in like Babylon and Barbie. Um, so I did some internet sleuthing on, you know, I did some triangulating, you know, Charlie from always sunny in front of that big thing with the map. Pepe Silva. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I regret to inform everyone that we do not believe that this was a real Margot Robbie account. So I, I'm sorry to dash the dreams um, and one of the clues, you know, back to my sleuthing, there was like fan casting years ago for Margot Robbie allegedly in a Devil May Cry movie. And there was a list for like Devil May Cry movie prep. So I'm not sure if Margot Robbie would be prepping for fan casting. What do you think? I don't believe so. I, uh, I do not believe so. Margot, if that was your account, Margot, call us. Come on the show. We'll discuss it. Ooh. This week, we'll be covering men, emergency, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and we'll look back at our own community reviews from the last week. Uh, and of course, our own watch lists. First up, we have Alex Garland's Men. Very ominous, very harrowing title. Men. Ooh, scary. Mm-hmm. The synopsis is, in the aftermath of a personal tragedy, Harper retreats alone to the beautiful English countryside, hoping to find a place to heal. But someone or something from the surrounding woods appears to be stalking her. What begins as simmering dread becomes a fully formed nightmare inhabited by her darkest memories and fears. And this is on 58,000 watch lists. Wow. This is Alex Garland, our boy. We're our big boy. Alex Garland fans, aren't we? That's safe yes. to say, right? Yes, we are. I saw Annihilation three times in theaters. And it's in your top four, correct? It's in my top four right now. So if you need any more proof, we're not fake Garland fans. Okay, this is the real deal. So we have a new Garland in theaters. We've both seen it. We both have some thoughts. Uh, but how would you position, you know, this 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 new Alex Garland movie for people that maybe are going to dip their toe into something brand new for them? Uh, so I'll just, I'll recap my little, my very short little letterboxed review, which was mm-hmm. just, Alex Garland is in his mother, exclamation point, era. <laughs> Make of that what you will, and genuinely make of that what you will. A lot of people really enjoyed Mother. A lot of people Mm. really did not enjoy Mother. So, you know, it depends. But my comparison to Mother uh, comes from the fact that they're both like very, they use religious imagery. Um, They're both kind of chamber horror films. And then they all kind of have a crazy third act, which I obviously will not speak about. But um, yeah, I think that, I think that they're similar in that way. Both, I think, uh, Polarizing. I think men will be mm. very polarizing. Men are very polarizing. That's true. In general, yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I saw this last week or the week before in Philadelphia. The mother vibes are very real, so I'm very metaphorical. You know, read between the lines in this movie. Jesse Buckley is very, very good. 
visually very gorgeous, this movie. Oh, yeah. Beautiful cinematography. This might not be a date night movie or it might be a date night movie. He took your partner to see Mother? Mother! Mother! At the disco. (laughs) (laughs) Then maybe this is for you. Uh, So I'm excited that Alex Garland really, like, I made this mental note when, you know, Annihilation came out, kind of deflopped in U.S. theaters, didn't even go international theaters. And that one, I guess, maybe, like, was hard to pitch to people. So now he's back and making an even harder movie to pitch to people in theaters. He's like, I don't give an F. (laughs) I'm going to make it weirder if I'm back in theaters. So I respect that. Yeah. Um, I'm anxious to see what the world at large thinks of men. Yes. I also want to mention that I um, attended a Q&A and he said that one of his inspirations for the film was Attack on Titan, the anime series. Interesting. Did not know that. (laughs) Yes, yes, it's okay. anime inspired because of his daughter. I guess he has an anime daughter and they were watching mm. it and he was like, ooh, this is gross. This has some gross body horror stuff. I, I'm i inspired. So anime fans, check it out. <laughs> yes, anime fans, it's time to embrace Alex Garland. <laughs> uh, so enough about Alex Garland. Now let's move into our next film, Carrie Williams, written by KD Davila, Emergency. This is in theaters this weekend, but it's on Amazon Prime the week after. So it's on on nearly 6,000 watch lists and the synopsis, ready for a night of legendary partying. Three college students must weigh the pros and cons of calling the police when faced with an unexpected situation. So we both watched this this week. Uh, This is based on their award-winning short of the same name. And it does start out as like a fun college movie, almost buddy dramedy. Like, let's go party and, and have some fun. And then it... You know, this isn't really a spoiler, but the the film kicks off with they go back to their apartment and find a young uh, student passed out in their apartment. And, you know, they're black students. So do we call the cops at this point? We're all some of us are pretty high right now. and We're a little drunk. Like, are the cops going to believe this story that we just literally just walked in on this? And the rest of the movie unfolds from there. So I I dug this movie. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was a really, really interesting and well-done interrogation of how race and college culture and, you know, the horrible history and present of black men being falsely blamed for hurting white women uh, and how the police do not exist to help people. Uh, They exist to help rich white people, and they're bad at that, too. Uh, So, yeah, I thought... (laughs) It was a, a a very effective condemnation of a lot of stuff wrong with America, yeah. to be honest. Um, and then I also really enjoyed the lead performance from Donald Watkins. Um, he really balances both like the humor. There's, there is some light humor sprinkled throughout. It's not like mm-hmm. an entirely um, difficult experience, but he's able to balance that humor with the gravity of the situation. And um, I was really impressed by by him. Yeah, RJ Kyler, I enjoyed. Uh, maybe some folks might remember from Power Rangers, the uh, theatrical experience a couple years ago. Mitchell, uh, co-host of this very podcast, gave a positive review for Emergency. Navigates his themes well, along with the transition from super bad, quote, one wild night comedy to the harsh reality of being black in America and the fact that no matter what kind of black person you are, the white supremacist systems that hold the country up are still just going to see you as black. So another yep. positive review for this movie. Jack also had a review, um, hilarious, emotional, heart-poundingly thrilling, very thoughtful, utterly relevant. I dug it a lot, even if it's a bit derivative in certain places. Wholehearted execution elevates it during its weak spots. Yeah, I agree. Justin's review calls out, you know, I would have definitely attended precisely zero parties in college if I had to 
get passes for them. So I don't I don't think I would have been invited to any college parties if I needed a pass. No, the passes I I opted out of the Greek <laughs> no way system. No need. When I was in college. Yeah. Do we need passes for our next film? Oh no, we have another emergency. Oh no. Ah, we better call <laughs> Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> They're going to rescue us with their synopsis. Decades since their successful television series was canceled, Chip has succumbed to a life of suburban domesticity as an insurance salesman. Dale, meanwhile, has had CGI surgery and works the nostalgia convention circuit, desperate to relive his glory days. When a former castmate mysteriously disappears, Chip and Dale must repair their broken friendship and take on their Rescue Rangers detective personas once again to save their friend's life. It's on 5K watch lists, and it's directed by Akiva Schaefer of the Lonely Island fame. Wow. I have been kind of staying clear. This is one of those movies where I was like, yeah, I'll probably fire this up on Disney Plus when it comes out this weekend. But yeah, the Lonely Island connection, I actually didn't know ahead of time. So the director of Hot Rod directing a Chippendale movie. One of the greatest comedies of all time. I want to say Hot Rod is truly one of the greatest. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. I'm confirming your opinion with my own opinion of that (laughs) film. (laughs) Thank you very much. So I think that that's a good enough pitch for people to check this out. If you liked Hot Rod, maybe you need to fire this up on Disney+. Plus. Maybe it's time. That's why I'm going to see it. I trust the Lonely Island with everything. They make me laugh so much <laughs> consistently. Um, Akiva's so funny. It also stars Andy Samberg. So we got another Lonely Island member in there. Andy and John Mulaney. Um, I don't know if Yorma Tacone was busy. Is he involved with this film? I'm a little that's bit a worried. That's a really good question. That's a um, real good question. Let's ask Margot Robbie's Letterboxd account if she has any thoughts. Yeah, she'll know. (laughs) Last movie we'll spotlight this week for our dear Gemma would be Downton Abbey, A New Era, directed by Simon Curtis, written by Julian Fellows. This is going to be in theaters, three and a half thousand watch lists. Uh, I don't believe either of us are big Downton Abbey heads necessarily. Is that true? I am an American. So you're ne- you will never know anything about Downton Abbey because you are a warm-blooded American. Is that right? Yeah. Suddenly, I'm a patriot, uh-huh. and I I can't stand these pip pip cheerio effers. No, that's not true at all. We're gonna get so many negative it. iTunes reviews based on your scandalous Downton My Abbey Anglophobia. comments. <laughs> so Gemma ra- uh, rated, not rated. She left a review for this movie, rating less and heart less. But I know that she's a big oh. Downton Abbey fan. Not sure what is more intense, John Lund's score or Hugh Bonneville's Permatan. So Downton Abbey fans, this weekend is your time to check this film out. Also. You know, if you are if you really support Paddington too, you would support every cast member. Mm. And Hugh Bonneville is a Paddington Paddington two cast member, so yeah, the Paddington the yeah, Paddington if you're a true Mafia. Fan, don't yeah, don't be a fake Paddington fan. Yeah, go see <laughs> Downton Abbey: A New Era. <laughs> so let's look back at last week. We have a slew of releases last week. We usually spotlight two or three things from each co-host that we want to highlight. Um, the main thing I want to call out would be on the count of three seems to be very good with the letterbox community 3.7 average right now on letterbox. So it's cool to see some reviews come in. I'll spotlight one or two, uh, KK sliders, Christopher Abbott definitely kills his performance. Like, Oh my gosh, he is going places. So much recommend folks check out on the count of three. I think the buried lead there is that KK slider of animal crossing is a letterboxed user. (laughs) 
You know that little dog <laughs> from Animal Crossing? Well, I've never played Animal Crossing, sorry. I'm an American. I don't play Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the little dog is named K.K. Slider. So I think that this should be bigger news. Maybe, maybe, maybe Twitter will blow up with this too. Just like Margo. Yeah, K.K. Slider. Call us. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Christopher Abbott is also a Letterboxd darling mm-hmm. um, in the sense that I think a lot of people in Letterboxd really like him and have adopted him as one of the like alternative Hollywood Chris's. Mm. You know, there's like Chris Messina, Christopher Abbott, and probably some others, but yeah. he's The cool. real Chris's. The real Chris's. <laughs> <laughs> Phillips, I'll spotlight Phillips review too. The execution was not flawless, winky emoji, but there's a lot to admire here. I look forward to Gerard's next film. Yeah, direct, Gerard's uh, directorial chops are there. So I was super impressed with that as well. For the Zac Efron heads, Firestarter is out and sitting at a pretty 1.9 average. So <sighs> 1.9. That might entice people. Those low average horror movies. There's a running joke in the, um, the 70 millimeter discord that I have for my other podcast where, remember that scene in Arrested Development where... Um, he opens the fridge and it's like a bag of dead, it says dead doves. And he opens the bag. He's yeah, like, dead well, dove, do not yeah. eat. <laughs> and then he's like, I don't know what I expected. Uh, so like when people in our community watch bad movies and give it like bad ratings, we just like call it a dead dove situation. Like what did you really expect going into that movie? But people have fun going into those bad movies and, you know, maybe they give it a little ratings, but it's still fun. I have fun. I have an illness where I have to watch movies like that, where it's like about like a college professor, like falling in love with a college student. And I'm like, I have to watch these terrible movies that are like 1.5 and are so icky. I have that disease. There's no um, cure, by the way. There is no cure there's for no that. There's no cure. You're just going to keep watching them being like, this movie made me mad. And it's like, well, yeah. The dead dove <laughs> disease. Triple D. Yeah, I I'm a proud sufferer. Um, I also want to spotlight Pleasure by Ninja Tyberg. Um, it's a it's a really well done exploration of the reality and power dynamics of sex work. Um, it's shot it's it's shot and acted in like a cinema verite style. Like it's done very realistically, mm-hmm. and um, actual adult film stars are part of the cast. Um, I really I really enjoyed it. It reminded me of the Mitski lyric: "Stay soft, get eaten, only natural." to harden up. <laughs> I dug I dug pleasure. I'm I'm uh I'm I'm looking forward to seeing some more reviews in my timeline on Letterboxd to see what folks think of it. Last week The Innocence came out. Did you did you make time to see that or did you uh not see that because I know there was a connection there that may prevent viewing. Yeah, so I there is some cat trauma in in this in this film. Um, I wasn't aware of it until I went to the press screen and like the industry person who was there told me, she was like, just so you know, there's a very violent cat death in this movie. It's very upsetting. Like she told me before I went in and I was like, oh my God, thank you for telling me. Like, I guess I just radiate cat woman energy. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't wearing Um, a t-shirt with Brad on on the shirt that was like a clue to anyone? Just like covered in Brad fur. That's my cat's name, Brad. Um. And <laughs> I was very thankful for her warning, mm. which was why I told you guys, like, please warn people about the yeah. cat thing. It's very upsetting. Um, There's a list, too, so, isn't there? There's, like, a list on Letterboxd yes. that we can link uh, in the Letterbox episode Let's notes. link the cat harm list. Good list it's just, like, have. a list of every movie with a violent cat scene, mm-hmm. um, which is helpful for me. It's why I haven't seen Gummo. That's on that list, I'm pretty sure. Yes, it should be. Um, so, yeah, The Innocence 
interesting film. Just be just be wary, okay, you guys? Mm-hmm. Watch out. Prepare yourself. And then the last thing I wanted to spotlight, um, Reversing Row is streaming on Netflix. I highly recommend it. It is a documentary that is extremely relevant right now, and it delves deep into the history of abortion law, revealing the contradictory ways in which women's bodies have been used to further political and ideological agendas. Mm. Uh, 3.7 average. Um, I thought it was extremely informative and and well made. I was learning quite a bit. I was getting angry in a good way. Harness that rage. Let's make some change. Um, yeah, streaming on Netflix. Check it out. Very easy to access. In the episode notes, we'll have a we have a letterbox list for all the movies we talk about each week. It's updated weekly. So any of the movies we mentioned that you also want to add to your watch list, by all means, and any reviews that you leave in future weeks. Tag it with Weekend Watchlist, and we'll we'll see if we can weasel it into the show and read it on the air. Yes. We also have a segment with Jack. Jack, our, our fax man, puts together the Letterbox Top 50 of 2022, and it's updated weekly, so you can see kind of like what are the top movies of the year. Maybe get some clues as to how the year is going to end up. And Jack has historically said that the Beatles' rooftop concert, it might never be topped this year. Those Beatle fans, those nuts, they're not rating that less than five stars. No, Beatlemania forever. Beatlemania forever. So this week, the main notable is uh, Andrew Dominic's This Much I Know to Be True uh, jumps to number six. It's part documentary, part concert film, part visual album uh, from Nick Cave and Warren Ellis. So that is number six for this week. And my my main boy did not crack the top 10. Yeah. What? How do you feel about my main boy not cracking the top 10? Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick. It's number 11 this week on the list. It didn't crack the top 10? No. For real? It makes me sick. Okay. It makes me sick. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> this is disgusting. Wow. I guess Top Gun Maverick is going to flop in theaters and it's going to make no money. <laughs> that's what it looks like. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I think that that's what the data says. <laughs> so those are the main things we wanted to spotlight for the the new the top 50 list of 2022. But the most popular section of this show is when we shuffle our watch lists and find us a new movie to watch before we meet again on this podcast. And last we met, you shuffled. What did you get and did you watch it? Um, Yes, I watched On the Town. It was delightful by Stanley Donan and Gene Kelly. It is about three sailors who let loose on a 24-hour pass in New York and the Big Apple will never be the same. (laughs) Uh, so it's about like these three uh, horny sailors who want to get laid, but it's the it's 1949, so it's like not you know explicit, but that is the goal. Um, That's a better synopsis. That would get me interested to watch a 40s movie if that was the synopsis. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're just they're basically just trying to find like babes. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's Gene Kelly, Frank Sinatra, and Jules Munchen. And they're these sailors. They're singing around New York. This is great because I'm going to New York for the very first time <gasps> in about a month for Tribeca Film Festival. Yes, that's right. So I was learning a lot because they're also like touring it and going to all these like tourist spots, you know. So I was like, oh, I got to see every single place they visit and on the town now. But it's lovely. They have a nice little song that they sing. It's like, um, New York, New York, a hell of a town. The Bronx is up and the battery's down. The people ride in a hole in the ground. New York, New York. <laughs> Are you going to be doing that when you get off the train in, in Manhattan? Yes. You're going to be walking around trying no, to- No, <laughs> exactly. I watched it with my friend who were going, I'm going with her and we were like, oh no, we're just going to be singing this song everywhere about 
the Bronx is up and the batteries down. People riding those home. horny sailors. Those horny sailors. Yeah. Um. So it was fun. It was fun. I had okay. fun. But I mean, it's Gene Kelly. Like, I'm not gonna have fun. Come on. Right. Of course not. What did you watch? My sh- when I shuffled when we were last together, I had Nightmare Beach. Remember, it was like the motorcycle Ooh. helmet and the reflection was that person murdering a young girl. Uh, a woman, yes, break. murdering a woman. <laughs> yeah, so this was on my watch list, um, maybe from just the poster alone. And spring break in the 80s, you know, rampant sexism and murder. And the main bad guy is going around killing people on this motorcycle. And it's like the least villainous motorcycle I've ever seen. It's like one of those kind of like traveling motorcycles it's got like the big sides it's almost like a like a winnebago motorcycle it's like old school large long journey motorcycles it's so lame but he was like electrocuting people to death with he would like pull off a cord from his motorcycle and just like shock their skull until it melted it was pretty intense Uh, so (laughs) your face just dropped wait melting skulls yeah he would like hook it to their neck and like you know their face would just like melt off on screen oh okay i was picturing a skull melting which oh, was why no. I was that would so be intense I was like, that's a how that's would... a lot of heat to melt a melt bone but a, yeah. i did have fun it was it was kind of like bad 80s which i appreciate like i have fun watching like really bad 80s like horror action movies so i had fun nightmare beach Nightmare Beach. We do have some friends that tag their reviews. You know, they're they're shuffling each week. So Kingston shuffled their watch list. Boogie Nights. Does this <gasps> movie have the greatest soundtrack of all time? Question mark. Yes. Can you imagine shuffling your watch list, getting Boogie Nights, and getting Boogie Nights? Oh my God, that's pro- that's maybe my favorite PTA besides Phantom Thread. They're like tied because I love them both in such different ways. The so Alfred I- Molina scene in uh, Boogie oh Nights. Oh my God, it's so funny. The firecracker. Oh my God. <laughs> So good. Steven also shuffled and got St. Elmo's Fire, which was big with my brothers and sisters growing up. I came for the streets of Georgetown and then stayed for the Twin Peaks vibes. I I might have to rewatch St. Elmo's Fire. Twin Peaks vibes and St. Elmo's Fire. Mm. Diddy Rose's The Duke Review, a really uplifting Robin Hood-esque film that is unbelievably true. Watching an elderly rascal of a man upset the establishment is just delightful. Mm. That is nice. I love the word rascal. I need to start adding yeah, that Yeah, and he's elderly too. <laughs> elderly rascal. An elderly rascal who's upsetting the establishment. What more do you need? Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> so let's head back to our watch list. If you're curious, if you want to try this on your own, just go to your watch list on the web or the app and, fi- and head to the filter button. Filter service by stream only. You know, that's how we do it, just because we have easy access to our preferred streaming services. And then sort by shuffle. And then we usually go by the first movie on our list, and that's what we're getting. I just did this. What did, what did you get? What did you get? She's covering her face okay. right now. I'm covering. <laughs> so this is a movie I added because of my Colin Farrell disease. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. And so I got Winter's Tale 2014 what? sitting at a beautiful 2.3 average on Letterboxd. <laughs> um, Colin Farrell stars. Oh and it is, it's a, it's a Shakespeare adaptation. The regret in your falls. face right now. <laughs> a burglar falls for an heiress as she dies in his arms. When he learns he has the gift of reincarnation, he sets out to save her. And it says, this is not a true story. This is true love. (laughs) 
Oh boy, Mitchell has reviewed this. Mitchell's rating <sighs> for this film, Winner's Tale, one and a half stars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear about this one in two weeks. Let me shuffle mine. Where's that shuffle button? Here it is. Oh my word. I got Werner Herzog's Nosferatu the Vampire, 1979. <gasps> Holy That's smokes. on my watch list too. This is on Shudder right now. It's on Pluto. It's on a bunch of things. Oh my God. Peacock, Arrow, Tubi. So if anyone wants to join me on this journey, it's available for free pretty much. I might have to join you. Are you going to do it as well? I might have to join you on that journey. Yeah, because it's on my watch list as well. Holy smokes. So like, I might as well. And then also um, for LA folks, Werner Herzog, they're doing a whole series of like all of his films at the oh. Los Feliz 3 and the Arrow um, through American Cinematheque, if you are a fan LA of him and in the LA area. Get ready. Jonathan Harker, a real stage and goes to Transylvania to visit the mysterious Condracula and formalize the purchase of a property in Wismar. Once Jonathan is caught under his spell, Dracula travels to Wismar where he meets the beautiful Lucy while a plague spreads through the town. Wow, what a poster. Yeah, it has. it's like one of my favorite posters, so I should probably see it then. All right. We got a big week ahead of us. Big watching week. Big week. Winter's <laughs> Tale. <laughs> Winter's Tale. What a pick. <laughs> my new favorite movie. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Weekend Watchlist brought to you by The Letterbox Show. You can follow Mia Slim, that's me, and our HQ page on Letterbox using the links in our episode notes. You can also look at our brand new list updated weekly in those episode notes. Thank you so much to our crew and thanks to Letterbox member Trent Walton for the theme music, Eyes On. And thanks to Jack for the facts and Sophie Shin for the episode transcript. And to you, of course, for listening. Weekend Watchlist is a Tape Deck production. This, this, this is a Tape Deck podcast. Mm-hmm.